glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 342 of Kicking It With The King. It's good to be back here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, happy Monday. Obviously, it's 2.27 a.m. on a Monday, ladies and gentlemen. I just barely got off work probably about a little close to an hour ago. And obviously, like I said, it's the night shift. And I still feel like I have some productive things to still do before I go inside and officially lay down and go to sleep now i already went inside mind you ladies and gentlemen i got home i um took off my clothes i was absolutely hot man from just constantly back and forth and moving and shit and um obviously like i said i took a shower and um you know got in my comfy clothes and some shorts and my favorite sweater and then, you know, I came right back here and sat right in the Honda Civic. And like I said, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, it's 2.30, um, 2.30 a.m. here in California. Oof, I love these fucking seat covers. I'm sitting inside the Honda. Um, the seat covers are so nice. Like, I literally ordered them, and they got here a little early. So it's always nice when you get your packages a little early. But anyways, guys, like I said, welcome into our show. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to unfold, a lot to recap. And, you know, uh, what better place to do it than this motherfucking podcast? I've been waiting. I literally wanted to do one on Sunday, you know, to recap the wild weekend of fights you know the last episode episode 341 of kicking with the king we talked about the you know the jake paul ben Askren boxing fight and now we get the opportunity to recap it on today's show but ladies and gentlemen before we always begin this episode on every single episode of our show do follow us on social media we really really appreciate the um we appreciate the love we appreciate the support we appreciate everybody that tunes in and listens to our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So at KWTKPod on Instagram and uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, KWTKPod on, like I said, like like I said, on Instagram and Twitter. But um, like I said, we're available everywhere. You get your shows on Spotify exclusively and um, Apple Podcasts. And mainly everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. So you don't have to worry. There's no shortage of when it comes to this podcast and stuff like that. So, um, like I said, do follow me on Instagram as well at gthekeng underscore official. Um, as well as I, I use Snapchat as well if you want the Snapchat gmeeker underscore MMA. Um, and, uh, you know, and so forth. Also do TikToks as well, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, like I said, I don't even know where to start off, but how about we start off and, and strike where the iron is hot, ladies and gentlemen. Jake motherfucking Paul gets the job done um, in the first round. Uh, first round knockout for the young, the now 3-0 boxer, Jake Paul, getting the job done over Ben Askren. And, you know, like I said, we, we literally talked about this. We broke this down on the last fucking episode, right? It was like, literally, 
sitting back, I just couldn't think of any way that Ben Askren could really outbox Jake Paul. I mean, that's crazy to say. Like I said last week, um, the accomplishments that Ben Askren has had in his MMA career and his athletic career are, you know, miles ahead of Jake Paul. What Jake Paul's accomplished is just a new day, a new age, a new era. I mean, if we really look at Ben Askren, his striking really was absolute trash to begin with. I mean, you looking at how good Jake Paul is, I mean, getting a couple of boxing matches, getting sanctioned for a boxing match, let alone, is a tough thing. So you have to really prove that you can box. And ladies and gentlemen, Jake Paul can box. And he definitely boxed the head off of Ben Askren. I mean, uh, beautiful knockdown. I mean, we could go and we can pull the fight up, literally, and, and like kind of break it down. But like, it was a beautiful knockdown. Um, a, a lot of people are spewing that this fight was a payoff or it was like, you know, they, the refs are paid. Because if you look at it, I mean, we'll, we'll watch it in a second, ladies and gentlemen. But there there's a period of time where, like, you know, obviously he was knocked down in vicious fashion. Ben goes down straight away, whether it was a knockout or um, a knockdown. That was some scary shit to watch. I mean, 99% of the world seen... Ben Askren get knocked out by Jorge Masvidal in, in a, a matter of seconds in the first round. That alone was vicious. So you got to think, like, moving from this current situation on top of Ben Askren getting hip surgery and coming coming back so soon, I mean, let alone making his boxing debut against a guy who had a couple more fights than he did in boxing. Like I said, boxing and MMA are two different things, but you would think that because of where Ben Askren came from and you know fighting against the best of the best in the Bellator, one championship, and, and, and the UFC, you would think that he would be able to be able to contest with a, a YouTube guy, a guy who really hasn't had that much fighting experience, a guy who hasn't really faced adversity, adversity in the combat sports world, a new guy in the world of combat sports. I mean, you, you either seen Jake Paul on YouTube and or Disney Channel. I mean, to see the Paul brothers in the world of boxing is, is a wild and still very new thing to a lot of people and stuff. And, you know, what Jake Paul was able to do last Saturday against Ben Askren really showed you that this man is... Legit, and you know, like I said, uh, the biggest um, ask for a lot of people and a lot of tweets, a lot of similar tweets that I did see, um, were all talking about, you know, oh, well, it's time for him to fight a real boxer. On top of people calling him out, um, I know Dylan Dan has called him out. I mean, that would be a fun one. I'd like to really see that. I mean, I don't I mean, I, I seen uh, the Dylan Danis uh, fight. When he in, in a couple of his fights, when he you know really doesn't look that good on the feet. I mean, maybe boxing's different. I mean, he does train with Connor, and I know Connor doesn't uh, make it easy on his opponents and stuff. But you know, like I said, we I, we've never seen Dylan Dana's box before. But if you know uh, Jake Paul's looking to continue this boxing career, which he has, he's very new. Obviously, this his real biggest win is against Ben Askren, but Ben Askren wasn't a boxer. Ben Askren wasn't even a striker, ladies and gentlemen. He wasn't even a striker. So, I mean, now there's a lot of people that, you know, sit back and say that, uh, you know, Ben Askren, you know, obviously Jake Paul is, no, not Ben Askren, I didn't mean to say that, but now we've got all these people sitting back here saying, oh, Jake Paul's legit. He is legit. Watch out. This kid's dangerous. This guy's a nice big thing. This guy's this. This guy's that. But from the caliber of opponents, Ben Askren was the highest, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. And obviously one of the biggest, you know, important victories for him. The biggest win that Jake Paul has to date. His first two people weren't even fighters. The second one was an athlete. Slam dunk athlete. You know, obviously, I, I forgot the fucking guy's name. But, uh, um, what's it called? He wasn't even, uh, it was an NBA dude. He wasn't even, like, he was an athlete, but he was his boxing was subpar. It was, it was absolutely shitty. I mean, KSI is a pretty good boxer. I like to see, I like that, the, the Logan Paul and KSI one. Uh, that was a good one. Um, they did, they did that two times. Um, but, yeah, I mean... 
Jake Paul still has that asterisk over his career because, I mean, obviously, like I said, he beat Ben Askren, but really, Ben Askren, not even known for his striking. He's known for his wrestling and his grappling, and his striking is absolutely shitty, man. So, I mean, you get a guy who's, who's young, hungry, fresh, quick, powerful. He's a nasty motherfucker. I mean, Jake Paul sleeps people, and he's, you know, obviously, he's has a real talent for putting people to sleep because that seems seems like that's all Jake Paul's been able to do lately is sleep people. So, I mean, he's a real young talent, obviously. I mean, I don't know of too many boxers that have his record. I know that, uh, I forgot the fucking first name of the guy, but it was the last name Fury. No, not Tyson Fury, but, you know, he's talking about, Jake Paul's talking about who he should fight next or who he's retiring should retire next. I know I've seen a lot of people throwing their name in the hat. I know, uh, obviously, this one's going to be kind of like out of left field, but Jimmy Manoa kind of seemed like he was interested in that, um, as well as, obviously, Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren's uh, close friend. And, you know, that, that one has a lot of legs on it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the thing. That's a fun one. I, I mean, I like to see this. If I mean, uh, I'm not really the the most biggest fan of boxing, I mean, I am a big fan, but it's not like my my fan. Um, what's it called? My uh, like my love for boxing is, is there for sure, but like it's I'm not it's not mainstream like UFC for me. Like I followed UFC since two thousand and ten, and here we are eleven years later, still going strong. And, you know, having a podcast weekly about talking about it, being able to sit down for an hour long or so or longer. But, yeah, so, I mean, for Jake Paul, what's next? I mean, you just keep the levels moving up. I mean, like I said, Tyra Woodley fight, that'd be interesting. Um, I mean, it just depends on what's going on. It depends on the the talk. It depends on... Uh, what they can get, what they can get uh, done. I mean, Dylan Dennis, they've been talking about that for a while. I mean, they have a history. I mean, that was a, uh, you know, when uh, they were doing that. Uh, I think Dylan Dennis was doing that interview. The um, what the fuck is the show called? Below the belt with Brendan Schaub or the Food Truck Diaries. Um, Dylan Dennis and you know Jake Paul have a little bit of a you know back and forth and you know they've exchanged messages online and you know clearly these guys are having a beef and you know we're gonna see some shit that sells i mean i'd say that sells i mean maybe a tyron woodley fight would would sell too i mean here we are talking about jake paul on this podcast but in reality you know he's making it interesting and you know he's making people want to talk about it so i mean why the fuck not i could just gonna sit here and dismantle this kid's uh skills and just you know trash him i mean the kid's talented he he you know obviously shown that he has caliber i mean a lot of the big narrative was that ben Askren is just a world-class athlete and you know he's gonna put jake paul to sleep but we seen this fight, and I'm uh, speaking of the fight. I, I said I was gonna pull it up. Um, it didn't it just didn't seem like Ben Askren even knew how to box. I I knew. I mean, my I got my bets right and everything. I, I knew. I mean, it, I just wanted to see if Ben Askren could there could be anything, but there wasn't anything. And I think that if this was an MMA match, it'd be a lot different, ladies and gentlemen. Same thing goes for Connor. Connor versus Mayweather. In a street fight or in an MMA match, MMA rules, ladies and gentlemen, it's a completely different fight. Let let, let me just tell you that right off the top, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, also, a um, quick little shout out to Rob Whitaker for getting a job done. We'll talk about the the fights and stuff and what's next for Rob Whitaker. I mean, does he get the title shot and all that too, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, him and Marvin Vittori, and then you know, like I said, just a little constant debate. And I had a uh, back and forth thoughts about this next topic too. So we'll talk about that too. But I'm gonna pull up the um yeah frank mirror um also lost too unfortunately um all right so ben Askren, jake paul i mean seemed like a monumental event i mean only to end super early you know what i mean pretty fucking insane but here's this fight right here here we go
will that weight make any difference to him? We're going to find out. He's facing a, a height and reach disadvantage. He needs to get on the inside. All right, let's take a look at our tail of the bet. Jake Paul, a.k.a. the problem child. Still the fight, of course. We are looking forward to That's that. wild that they were able to put this together, though. I mean, at the end of it, I would have never thought that it would have been Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, out of all people, man. Once again, let me welcome you to the fabulous Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in AGL, Atlanta, Georgia, USA, where tonight, Triller Fight Club is proud to present the main event of the evening. That's a small boxing Eight room. Rounds of boxing in a Damn, look at that body, man, on Ben Askren. The absolute dad bod, man. I mean, I'm not mad at it, but hey. Like I said, I, 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 I had a feeling. I, I knew that this was going to happen this way. And it was either Ben Askren who's going to get knocked the fuck out. And like I said, he's going to have to deal with the memes. He's going to have to deal with the humiliation. And he's going to have to deal with everything that comes along. And he took a big risk and, you know, unfortunately paid the price. And, you know, in this day and age and culture and MMA and memes and shit online and shit, it's, 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 you're never going to um, never gonna get away from that, man. It's, it's going to be so terrible for him. Like, I feel like legitimately bad for him and you know such a good guy such a smart and entertaining guy and you know was dominant at one point in time and unstoppable man like i said he just his career went real you know obviously like i said he um you know was good at that point in time in that era but the era has evolved this this fight game constantly is evolving and you know he just doesn't have that kind of skill to box in in that kind of way ladies and gentlemen he doesn't need to box anymore doesn't need to fight anymore and mma or boxing to save your brain he had a phenomenal career he made it to the ufc i mean we finally got to see that it is, uh, honestly was short-lived ladies and gentlemen but um you know like i said um it's good to have him it's good to have him back What did he say? You heard that? Ben Askew. I mean, it's pretty crazy, man. I, I can't believe this shit happened. I wonder how how long was it? Was it like it was in the first round? But how long? This kid can really fight, man. That's for sure. What did, do you hear him? He said, I'm going to come so hard. Straight left jab by Jake Paul. Another Jake. Another left uh, Jake. And Jake's just so fast. Look at that. Look at that fucking speed. Damn, he's really fast and really fucking accurate. And the way, oh, the way Ben Askren's rushing with his lead, lead hand like that. That's not really, not really. <laughs> Who's talking? Is that Oscar De La Hoya? <laughs> and Jake Paul's is so much quicker. And actually, look, it actually really fucking, looks really fucking good. Pretty quick. Stoop dog, I love that. Ben Ashkin just looks out of like completely out of shape. He fights at 170 normally, but ooh, right hand by Jake Paul almost landed. 
tries to throw it again. And Ben Askren's moving pretty good. I mean, but just you know, he's, 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 the way he comes forward and he just doesn't—he looks—he doesn't look like a boxer. Man. He just looks absolutely look completely bad, but just doesn't look the best. Oh, it's over. He knocks him down, bends right back up. The separate referee separating him. He says to stay over there. And Ben Askren seems to be okay, and he waves it off. See, I can understand where they're coming from with that. But but like I was saying to reiterate my comments earlier, um, that, that was a really bad knockdown, man. That was a really, really bad knockdown. And regardless of what you think about the um, the stoppage, I'm like, I can understand it. Like, I could literally understand it. But why would you let Ben Askren get knocked down twice in two fights in the fight and stuff like that? I mean, I don't, I don't, it wouldn't be, it would be a disservice. You know what I mean? It would, it would be a, a complete disservice to Ben Askren. So better late, better early stoppage than you know late stoppage, especially after he viciously was knocked out by Masvidal in his career. I mean, I, it just you know obviously like I said, all respects to Ben Askren, but you know that night unfortunately belonged to Jake Paul. And Jake Paul is legit, man. The guy is legit. Now, when it comes to matchups, I, I like to see him in a tough matchup. Um, a Tyron Woodley matchup. I mean, I, I think Tyron is, is way too good at boxing and, and hits way too fucking hard. And I think Jake Paul's pretty smart. I mean, if he looks at the Dylan Dennis fight as a potential matchup or if he really wants to prove the world and he thinks he's as good as he as he is, and he takes on a Tyron Willie. He takes on somebody who's been, you know, obviously who's butt boxed and who actually has a little more little legitimate chance. I mean, there wasn't anything Jake Paul did that was, you know, absolutely impressive. I mean, he boxed Ben Askren the way he needed to box Ben Askren, and you know, he landed the nasty shots and he hit him clean on the chin, and and he he got the job done, man. Which is crazy. And congratulations to Jake Paul, man. I um, mean, he got the job done. It ended super fast. And now, what what happens next? I mean, if I had to point to a fight, what what, what would I like to see? If I could, if I had to pick something, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I'd like to see him fight Tyron Woodley. I know they have a little bit of a, a beef. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what what would happen. Here we go. Here's a replay. He leads with the left, and then he throws a fucking bomb overhand, right? Damn, man, the look at the way Ashkin falls, bro. Oh, my God, that's faceplant. That was a really bad knockout. Ladies and gentlemen, like, I read, I, I backtrack my comments. Yeah, I'm glad the referee stopped that fight, man. Fucking amazing. Who's that bad bitch in the background? Damn, he's talking to some cute girls in bikinis. Damn, those girls can get, get those girls can get it. Damn, they're pretty sexy. Is that Camila Cabello? No, they're holding the belts though. They're no, that's not. The, they're holding the belts. Jake Paul was then too keen to come forward, so Askren actually got about six more seconds. 
After all of that assessment, call it 14 seconds, referee Brian Stutz again talking to Ben Askren. Askren argued. He said, I'm ready. But again, Brian Stutz felt that that was too big of a blow on that right hand to Ben Askren. It was not safe for him to continue. That's solely the discretion. I mean, maybe the referee seen the Ben Askren Masvidal fight, man. That that that's a that was a fucking vicious knockout. I mean, Ben Askren's on the the the. Speaking of vicious knockouts, I just freaking got reminded of that. The Jeremy Stevens versus Jakar uh, Close uh, fight was off because of a shove. And I guess Jakar Close got whiplash. And, you know, Stevens just happened to push him in the right spot. Uh, let me, let's look at that Ben Askren, uh, George Masvidal one. Because that one is equally vicious. Dude, the Masvidal one was fucking vicious too. Like, that's unfortunate, man. That's so unfortunate. Like, it's so unfortunate that he's on two highlight reels for some of the worst knockouts in, 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 in history and stuff. But, goddamn, Ben Askren's a warrior. And, you know, obviously, I, I hope the respect is where the respect is is deserved and stuff. And it's unfortunate to see him go out like that. He's such a good guy. I enjoy his interviews. He's, he's real he's real good on the microphone. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy his, you know, trash talk. I mean, I, I enjoyed all of it, man. For sure, man. So whatever he does next, um, I'm 100% supportive of, man. Watch the uh, Ben Askren, the loss, unfortunately, to Masvidal. And then we're gonna uh, go forward and then talk about talk about the Rob Whitaker situation and and you know everything UFC Fight Night that just happened too. I just want to see how vicious it was. It's just so. F just the way he did it. Oh my God, dude. Oh my god, dude. I mean that that elevated Masvidal up the ladder completely. I mean, we have the fights um later this weekend on Saturday. We got Masvidal versus Usman too, which we'll also talk about here on a Monday, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going anywhere. We're stacked. Um, let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen, for the middleweight division. So former UFC middleweight champion Robert Whitaker etches his fourth victory. At, I believe it's his fourth victory in a row against uh, Kelvin Gaslam. And he beats him by unanimous decision. If you remember me saying, I'm picking Rob to win by unanimous decision. And got that perfect pick. Um, uh, I wanted to see. I wanted to see Rob Whitaker's Wikipedia real quick. Just to see. I'm, I'm pretty damn sure it's four wins in a row. But what happens next now? It was a decision win. It was an impressive uh, impressive performance over against a very tough guy. In the form of Kelvin Gaslam. So, I mean... Does he deserve a title shot? I was thinking about this last night, dude. So go. let's go back to Rob Whitaker's fight with Steven Thompson. The last time he lost by TKO was um, well, the last time before the Israel fight. We're, literally, go back to the Steven Thompson fight. He's won. Other than that, he's won. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 out of his last 13 fights. Robert Whitaker's won 12 of his last 13 fights. And before he lost to Israel, he he was on a nine-fight win streak or some shit. Like, some wild shit like that, man. It shows you how, how good Israel Adesanya is. Now it's time to think about, is it, is it time for a rematch? I mean, I know originally when I first... Uh, 
I know when I originally first, um, like, you know, thought about it and shit, I was like, I'm not really too keen on a rematch because I felt that Israel dominated so easily the first time. But, you know, thinking about it now, I mean, it was a pretty, you know, Rob, Rob did pretty good early on in that fight. And it was pretty even. And I think with some minor adjustments and some things that Rob can do differently, I mean, a rematch would be even better. Rob is really, really good. He's real, real good. So he's really, really good. And, um, you know, obviously I think a rematch now, thinking about it, would go completely different. Wait, so I wanted to answer my question and see if it was four fights in a row. I don't think I... No, it's three wins in a row. So since he lost to uh, Israel Adesanya, he's won three of his, uh, his last three fights, all by decision. Um, last one, getting fight of the night against Kelvin Gaston. Like I said, it was a great fight. Uh, dominant win for him. And now a big debate is going on, and we I think we talked about this last week too, um, was Marvin Vittori getting the job done against Kevin Holland. I mean, Kevin Holland's a good... But we also have a man named Derek Brunson who also got the job done against Kevin Holland, too. But, you know, like I said, nobody's... I mean, we kind of take Derek Brunson out of the equation. All respects to Brunson. But no one's trying to see Israel Adesanya versus Derek Brunson, too. Um, it's either Marvin Vittori or um, Robert Whitaker. Um, I, I, like I said, I always believe the UFC will go with uh, the fights that make the most sense and shit like that. And, uh, I mean, I believe, like, I don't know... Who they would go with marketing-wise, I think it would be a lot better marketing-wise for Rob Whitaker to take on Israel, too, because Rob is such a marketable guy. He has a lot of fans in Australia, and, you know, Izzy comes from Australia as well, and, you know, they're both, you know, Aussies in, in a way, and, you know, that would sell out a huge arena in Australia if that ever had the, if that ever came to fruition one day, but, you know, they'll sell out an arena if there's fans in attendance, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the, these two guys together, I mean, that's a amazing fight that's a fun fight and um i'm excited you know if they do a rematch i'll be excited to see that too that's a a big fight i mean that would be another big fight for israel um you know obviously israel's coming off of the the fight with jan belhovich so now israel obviously tasted defeat for the first time and uh, like i said for the longest time it's going to be fun to see for people that lose for the first time it's going to be fun to see how they come back which i think israel adesanya will come back and, you know, equally do as good as, you know, he, he did before that. Uh, a funny little, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, funny um, tweet in response to Rob's uh, win. He said, good job, my son. Which is funny as fuck, too. So uh, I found that to be hilarious. Now, um, the question comes to, for me. Who would I rather see fight Israel Adesanya next? In reality, you know, let's do a little mapping. We'll do a little mapping. Give Robert Whitaker his title shot. I bet Marvin Vittori will be absolutely pissed. He feels he deserves Israel next. Um, I don't want to see Rob or Marvin fight each other. Because Israel needs to fight either Rob or Marvin Vittori. I mean, Israel has has wins over both men. So he really doesn't need to fight them more. But logically, it's like the only people that make sense right now. And, you know, obviously, Vittori obviously had more success in his fight. If you want to talk about fight breakdowns and styles and how styles make fights. Vittori had, had way more success against Israel than... I mean, Rob had success too. But competitive-wise... Unfortunately for Rob, the fight that Marvin Vittori had with Israel was, was far more competitive in a way. No disrespect to Rob. I, mean, I completely uh, sympathize and think a rematch could go completely different. Completely different. And could be in the corner of Rob Whitaker. I mean, Rob is amazing and he's really good. 
So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's a big debate. I mean, if if Marvin doesn't get the shot, who who does he fight? Maybe a Jared Cannonier. Marvin Vittori versus Jared Cannonier could be uh, a short list of contenders. I mean, Marvin Vittori doesn't need to fight anybody else. But if he doesn't get the title shot, is he going to sit out and wait for the winner and then have to wait? for the champion after that depending on how how it all goes and stuff like like i said if you guys know me and stuff like that i'm not a big fan of the waiting game so i'm not really gonna i don't really want if i would it was in that position i wouldn't want to sit around and wait or anything like that you know what i mean i just don't want to sit and wait that's not my thing so i mean what does marvin vittori do if he doesn't get a title shot maybe they can run it back with darren till That'd be fun if Darren Till is healed up by then. I mean, I don't know how long a collarbone takes to uh, rehab him. I mean, I'm not rushing him. Um, I'm not. Oh, I just thought of something, too. Something funny we we're going to talk about before we get to uh, Usman versus Masvidal, too, after after that, too. And then we got two other title fights on that card, too. So we got the we got Rose Nam and Yunus versus uh, yeah, Wei Li Zhang or Zhang Wei Li and stuff. And like, so let's uh, finalize and close this talk. So, like I said, a great win for Robert Whitaker. I mean, all sides point to a rematch with Izzy because I feel like it's a bigger sell. If I put money down, I say they go with Rob. Rob versus Izzy too. Make it happen, UFC. All right. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we've got fights this weekend. Very exciting fights. Um, Usman versus Masvidal 2. If you remember the short notice time, last time Masvidal fought Usman. I mean, I, I watched the fight like three times altogether. Well, the first one I watched, I watched live. I, I probably watched it about four times. So, I mean, that there, I mean, Masvidal did some good stuff. I mean, he hit Usman pretty hard. I mean, he, you know, every single shot that Masvidal hit or tried to throw at Usman, you know, was to intended to put his lights out. And, you know, he landed a lot of nasty low kicks. And, you know, he's very quick and very, uh, you know, he's, he's aiming to kill. When, when Masvidal throws strikes at Usman, man, every single punch gave me the chills. I was like, oh, my God, he's trained to kill him. He's trained to hit him. And obviously, like I said, he, he didn't get to train as long as he wanted to for Usman. He was training. He was doing wrestling. Obviously, like I said, he was just training in general. But to train for a title fight, you got to specifically train for somebody. You can't just wrestle. You got to practice scenarios that you potentially may see in the fight. And when I re-watched it, man, I re-watched it high one time. It was like the last time. And I just felt like, you know, Usman was in ultimate control the entire fight. Like, he would, if he got in any bad spots, he would be instantly right out. But he was never put in any trouble. Obviously, got caught with a couple punches on the feet or anything. Wasn't hurt or anything like that. But he still, he was... He was in complete control. He took him down when he needed to take him down. He he obviously worked up, worked perfectly in the clinch. And when he had him up against the fence, he was always busy landing uh, uh, clinch strikes, taking him down, you know, striking the takedowns and uh, and striking when he needed to. I mean, Usman had the Usman had the the ability to smother him and that's what i feel like he did i mean took him down uh masvidal didn't really seem to have an answer for that i mean obviously he was holding him against the fence a couple times and you know is usman 50 45 masvidal and you know essentially being in a control the whole time i mean he usman he usmaned him so basically he fought the way he needed to fight and you know kamaru usman fought nearly perfectly that night and that, and i feel that kamaru usman can replicate that it's interesting to see the tools it's interesting to see what masvidal can bring to this rematch um do i think masvidal can win i think masvidal's best chance to win is on the feet He's got to knock him out. He's got to be first. He's got to be ready to defend those takedowns. He's got to keep it in the center of the octagon. He can't um, have his back against the fence. Because when your back is against the fence, I notice he did that a lot. And with a guy like Usman or a guy like Khabib, you know, for example, you have your back against the fence, that gives their ability to shoot right in. But you can't really shoot right in in the middle of the cage. And I just feel like... Uh, Masvidal will be a lot better prepared for the takedowns, and you know he he knows he's fought Usman already. 
Um, have we seen really too many rematches with Masvidal? I mean, I think he fought Gilbert Melendez a couple times, but I mean, we haven't really seen any classic rematches with Masvidal right now. So it's going to be super interesting to see what um, adjustments Masvidal makes in this fight. I mean, if he becomes the world champion, dude, what a fucking career. And he could retire right then and there. I mean, Masvidal baptizing Kamara Usman. The likelihood of that happening, man, it's, it's, it's likely. It's very, very, very likely. Who, who am I betting on? I'm going to bet on the champion, Kamara Usman, to beat him. And still, I mean, like I said, Masvidal is very, very dangerous on the feet. Equally as dangerous, and if anything, dangerous, just as dangerous as Gilbert Burns was. I mean, Gilbert Burns hurt the champion, Kamara Usman. You know what I mean? He hurt the champion. He had his moment. Kamaru got right back up, stayed composed, came back and stopped Gilbert Burns. I mean, Usman has a chin on him. He's going to have his chin tested for sure against Masvidal. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see that. I can't wait for it to happen, man. You know, like I said, I mean, keys to victory. He's got to stay off the back. He's got to stay off the, you know, the fucking, you know, keeping his back towards the fence. I mean, he's going to get taken down. I mean, Obviously, Usman did take him down and, you know, obviously away from the fence. And, you know, it was, it was, he was just in complete control. He landed the shots he needed to land on the ground. He took him down when, when he needed. And we just, Usman fought an essentially perfect fight. And I felt like it was essentially perfect. And, you know, obviously I feel Usman's making some um, improvements as well. And, and, you know, like, he's putting people away and stuff. And... You know, he's not really decisioning anybody. I mean, he did put Colby away, too. So you got to think about it. He does have power. He is very vicious. And, you know, I feel like it would be it's going to be a great fight overall. But um, I'm going to go with the champion, Kamar Usman. Um, interesting comments made by, for, for the co-main, I do believe it's, I think it's a co-main. Who's the third, who's the third title fight? Who's the third title fight? Let's pull it up. I'm fucking high, and I'm kind of tired at the same time. Okay, how can I forget my baby Valentina Shevchenko taking on Jessica Andrade? Um, quick little um, like preview, but for yeah, for for the interesting comments made by Rose, she referred. She said like better dead than red or something like that, and you know because China is uh supports communism and stuff like that it's you know that's the way rose is seeing jung because jung is from somewhere that supports communism but if you really think about it just because jung is from china doesn't mean that she supports communism or people being controlled like that she's a very sweet lady she appears to be very sweet very kind very classy and she comes from a hard-working background and is a world champion for a reason. Very vicious. You know, has a, a wild strength and conditioning routine. I mean, this woman trains day in and day out. And, you know, regardless of she, where she's from, I don't think it's good to label that on people. That's similar to saying, like, oh, all these Indian people are terrorists. Or all black people still. Or all Mexican people are thugs. You know, like I said, people have... Those bullshit stereotypes, like I was saying in the last uh, podcast, and it essentially doesn't get you anywhere. You, you label someone, and it's disrespectful, and, you know, like I said, that that's kind of what's happening in this certain situation. I mean, I don't know why they would bring this kind of, that kind of energy into a title fight like that. It's quite racist, if you ask me. I think it's racist. Is it? Is it racist to think that? I mean, she said, oh, she support, she's from somewhere that supports communism. That doesn't mean that all Chinese people support communism. You know, Chinese people in China are controlled and, you know, they can't see certain things or, you know, they have severe and strict limits on how many kids they can have. And, you know, just it's, it's, a, it's a controlled, it's a massively controlled population and severely watched over for sure. But doesn't mean that you can go and say comments like that. Does it, it doesn't Jung train in uh, Vegas or some shit like that? 
Like, she's always trained. I think she does shit train in China, too. But, yeah, for somebody to say something like that, especially when uh, Zhang is very classy and, uh, you know, like I said, very sweet and, you know, forthcoming and is learning English quite uh, slow and steady. But, uh, like I said, I mean, it just seemed like kind of some weird energy from Rose. Rose, Rose is quite a interesting, I don't know, not an interesting character, but just... I don't know, different, man. She's just not not really my favorite kind of person, especially with, with comments made like that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, she's very talented for sure. All bullshit aside, I mean, she stopped Yoan and Young Jacek in amazing fashion. I mean, she, she, the way she beat down Michelle Watterson and stuff like that. And uh, did she beat Paige Van Zandt too? Yeah, I mean she's she's won in amazing fashion, and you know she's been a world champion, and you know obviously like I said she she's coming off a win too, and you know like I said she she's an overall really good fighter. Rose is a very good fighter. She's she's her IQ is superiorly on point. I just don't agree with her comments, and that being said, fuck you, Rose. I believe and hope that Zhang beats the shit out of her. And she'll really get get a, a feel of what that feels like, or quote-unquote communism. That is very racist for her to say. So, I mean, Zhang has the whole package, man. She's vicious on the feet. She's vicious in the clinch. I'm pretty sure she has great submissions as well, great takedowns. I mean, Zhang is the package, man. Her, like I said, watching her strength and conditioning videos, man, that, that makes me feel lazy. When I watch Jung train, uh, yeah, man, Jung—that's that's an amazing fight, and I can't wait. I'm I'm gonna go with Jung to beat Rose Namunas by unanimous decision. And how about another equally dangerous woman in the form of Valentina Shevchenko, just sleeping people, breaking people's arms, technically beating the shit out of you? The only woman to give Amanda Nunes a proper um, challenge like that. It's pretty wild, man. Both fights with Amanda Nunes that Valentina Shevchenko had were razor thin. And think about how good she is. How precise and how accurate and how patient her she is. How, how phenomenal her fight IQ is. Man, Valentina can do it all, man. She can submit you. She can knock you out. She can beat you up on the feet she has nasty kicks and just a vicious woman and she shoots guns man and she speaks like four languages what can't valentina shevchenko do she's amazing she like her ability to adapt to every single style that she comes forth with and you know just be able to put on a show each and every time i mean the way she slept jessica i mean that when she had over juliana pena that one was nasty too I mean, Valentina Shevchenko, I mean, her flyweight debut. Do you remember when she beat the hell out of Priscilla Cachoeira? Oh, my God, that was a beatdown. I do believe Priscilla, like, hurt her knee in that fight, too. But, yeah, I mean, Shevchenko coming in, beating the hell out of everybody that comes in her way. And, you know, Shevchenko, similarly to Amanda Nunes, and similar to Demetrius Johnson when he had, he was during his UFC run as champion. I mean, they're running out of people to fight because they're just beating the hell out of everyone that they have. And um, I'm not saying that um, Valentina's next challenge is, is an easy challenge. Oh, by all no means necessary. It's Jessica Andrade easy at all man she's very very dangerous one punch knockout power great takedowns great wrestling she's like a little bulldog very aggressive always coming forward kind of like a a female version of vanderlei silva at a smaller weight class i mean i could kind of say that the chris cyborg can be a little bit more of a Vanderlei Silva-like person. No pun intended, just, you know, how vicious she is. But, you know, Chris Cyborg has to be, like, the second-best female fighter on the planet with how vicious she is, man. You see the way she won the title in Bellator, dude? Absolutely vicious. So, yeah, like I said, very, um, very vicious. You know, Andrade's pressure coming forward 
You know, the fact that she hits really hard, she's coming forward and every punch or kick she's throwing, mainly punches are, you know, centered in getting the win by knockout. But, you know, you, you can't come forward like that. I mean, you know, Andrade's striking has definitely improved and rounded out and, and got way better over time. But Valentina's just levels ahead a lot of these women and a lot of her striking, she, she's just, you know, she just, you know, looks... Like the world champ for a reason. She gets better every single fight. She performs every single fight. She looks even better each and every time. And I believe that she will do that again. And it'll be a tougher fight for sure. Don't get me wrong. man. We haven't seen Valentina Shevchenko in any close fights. Because she really makes it easy. And she, uh, you know, she, uh, you know, like I said, she's just that good. It seems like she's levels ahead of some of these people and also makes it seem like they don't belong. Pretty crazy, right? That just shows you how good she is. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, she's very good. Her Muay Thai is so fucking excellent and so amazing to watch. And, you know, she's just so fucking calculated and patient, man. And I have a fucking fat crush on Valentina Shevchenko. Man, are the things we... Oof, my God, she's so fucking sexy. I especially love when she speaks her language. And she speaks multiple languages and shit like that, too. So, um, I'm picking Valentina Shevchenko to win by unanimous decision. So, um... I think, yeah, we talked about all three title fights. And how about shout out to Verizon Wireless? Okay, so I was just looking through my emails like I normally do, right? And, you know, every single day I look to look at my emails and, you know, to see whatever what other shit sends me. And I'm literally, like, going and seeing, boom, your $450 gift card is here. And I'm like, what? And I remember, I guess, like, you know, Verizon has a plan or some shit like that where you switch and they get, like, $400, $400 gift card or $450 gift card. And um, I forgot that, you know, I switched and they said it would I had to fill out this form and, you know, like it said, it would see if it was approved and all this and shit. It was approved. And, you know, a few months later, or, yeah, like I said, I got, or, like, a, a couple months later, I got my, um... $450 gift card. It was very real. I, I completely forgot about it and shit like that. And then, boom, I, you know, it it's not a gift card, like a physical gift card. It's one of those gift cards where you got the codes and stuff and the PIN number is online. It's like, I think it's like five or six digits or some shit like that. And then you got to just you know, be able to buy shit either on um, their website. I don't know if you can do it in person, though, but you can, like, purchase shit on their website, like actual shit. It's actual money. It's like a gift card only for VerizonWireless.com or Verizon Wireless. And I used it uh, $114 to pay my phone bill for this next month. So I don't have to worry about it till uh, May. May 20-something, I guess. And then I uh, had purchased some uh, Sony noise-canceling uh, headphones like Bluetooth uh, noise-canceling headphones too. They're $214 altogether. And then I had um, seen some Beats. It was uh, Beats Flex. I don't... I've never heard of them before. I just know that they're a, a brand that... I was going to say a strain because I was thinking about weed and stuff. But, you know, it's a, a, it's a they're pretty cool items though, man. Like I said, I, I paid my phone bill. I still have like about 60-something, 60 66... Um, bucks left so i'm gonna use that 66 bucks to uh pay like 60 bucks on my next bill so i really only have like 40 bucks to pay for my phone bill rather than 90 because i have the unlimited plan and um i get five i can get 5g in the 5g areas and shit like that so uh that will be cool um it'll be really kind of cool to see that too so um yeah so i'm ex i was excited about that little like little present and little free presents man essentially like for switching but yeah i'm excited man I'm, I've, been, I've been needing some headphones because i lost my my apples recently too so um i just wanted to um quickly talk about that man shout out to verizon you guys are fucking awesome um also we had one more thing to talk about before we got out of here what was it? 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, like I said, we're ta- my trip is coming up with my brother. We're going to go to San Francisco. So, that's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait. Like I said, for 420, um, I'm going to be at work. Fucking God damn it. Going to be at fucking work on 420. But 421, we're going all in. We're checking into a really, really nice hotel. Um, and the top of the hotel, man, there's a pool. It looks fucking great. You're right next to Fisherman's Wharf. I'm not going to tell you which hotel, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't want no one to come try to rape me or something like that. Um, but, man, it's going to be really exciting. I can't wait to eat some food. Like I said, I have 100 extra dollars or so to spend out there because of uh, I'm not having, to pay, not having to pay my phone bill or owe it and stuff because I paid everything up to date and shit like that a little bit ahead on my bills and shit so i'll have money to save and money to spend over there too so that will be fun i'm real i'm, I'm dying for a new week uh for a vacation like that too so i'm really excited for that too and i'm just excited for 420 because last you know, last couple 420s man just been dead as fuck too but it's gonna be light um, it's gonna be lit as fuck and i cannot wait for it um we're not gonna drive because my car has a taillight out one of one part of the taillight out and um you know i just i'm not good with driving with hella cars i mean i'm I, I drive to and from work and shit like that but i don't like driving with hella cars and shit like i get road rage and you know i, I can drive with cars but i just get kind of nervous sometimes you know what i mean but yeah i can't wait for that too so that's gonna be good um anything else we got here on the show um I don't, I think that's pretty much it. What time is it now? It's 3.22 a.m. Jesus Christ. I mean, we keep, we keep making these 3 a.m. podcasts, man. It's pretty crazy, but I, I have to say, like, the nighttime ones are real special, too, because we actually literally talk about a lot of stuff, and we have talked about a lot of stuff on this show. So, um, I have to say, without further ado, that's everything for us today. You guys, I fucking love and appreciate each and every one of you guys, and, you know, I really, really want to keep pushing this podcast for on, not pushing it on people, just pushing it, pushing, pushing it, because, you know, like I said, we had a lot of good fun. We have a lot of uh, uh, good conversations together. You know, we get to talk about things. You get to bring things to your mind. I get to give you guys an opportunity to think about things in a different kind of way. And, and you know, a very detailed manner. You know, like I said, I'm really thankful for you guys. I, I, the, May is coming up. It's going to be six years doing this podcast, man. And we're just going to keep continuing to have more and more great podcasts come out. Because that's just the way of life. That's just the way it needs to be. And that's the way it should be, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, you can follow me on Twitter at Real G the King. Um, G the King with two G's. Official on TikTok. Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez. And also, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KW. TK Pod, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, we do our show at least once or twice a week. Um, we're available everywhere. You get your podcasts exclusively on Spotify, exclusively on Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. So, without further ado, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Bye, folks. DJ, it's all yours, baby.